Hello and welcome to another podcast. Thank you for downloading it, for using some of the, I'm going to guess, free and unlimited data bandwidth that you've got on downloading this podcast. But I'm still grateful and because uh, it all counts. It all counts towards the numbers. So here's a selection of bits that we did on the radio earlier today. Enjoy. In the news today, what would be... There's a couple of stories that I would put to be at the start of the show. This one's depressing, so I nearly moved it across, but a massive asteroid up to twice the size of Big Ben will enter Earth's orbit this week. Oh, great. Uh, NASA is tracking this space rock, dubbed 2021PT, which will make its approach starting on Sunday. It's got a diameter of uh, up to 240 metres. Yes, it's as big as Big Ben, but on the flip side, it can't chime. So why am I impressed? Jog on, mate. Next. Next. There's also this in the news, that breast milk, according to scientists, could be better for sick people than penicillin. What were we meant to do with that information? Oh, no, I've run out of hand gel. Excuse me, would you mind awfully if I... You know, no one's ever going to have that conversation, are they? None of those stories make it to the show today. Let's pretend I didn't tell you any of those. Let's throw that away. I like pointless news, and those two st- news stories don't even hit my level of usefulness. Right, emails to onair at time1075.net. I'm allergic to penicillin, so would you mind all of you just... No. Thank you to Smudger from Dagenham, because I was talking about the fact that in the news today, there is an asteroid the size of Big Ben that NASA are going to be monitoring, because it's, it's getting a bit close. You know what I mean? Ooh. And I was saying, if you don't chime, stop comparing it to... I don't care. Not, not all that, are you, asteroids, if that is your real name? Well, Smudger says, Afternoon, Steve. It really doesn't matter how big the asteroid is. It could be a hundred times the size of Big Ben, as long as it misses our Earth. It would be a fine sight to see, don't you think? Well, I'm harder to please than you are, Smudger. So, if it were the size of Big Ben... I would be impressed if I saw it and on the front of it an alien was doing an impression of the 39 steps. If an alien had gone to the effort, because they got, you know, all that te- technology stuff, gone to the effort to make themselves look like Richard Hanny hanging off one of the hands on Big Ben. And if they don't do that, I don't even want to hear from aliens. And don't get me started about alien news, because things never go well when we talk about aliens on the show. These stories that was so pointless, we're not even going to talk about it. Um, so we've been covering that for about an hour now is an asteroid the size of Big Ben. NASA are paying attention to it, which either means we need to be worried about this or NASA have very little else to do. Because they're not really sending people to the moon anymore, so it's mainly kind of just filling time. Oh, it's an asteroid. Um, However, it's the size of Big Ben. It's entering our atmosphere or something. James, thank you very much for your message. Says it's, it's not impressive at all. What, there's an asteroid the size of Big Ben? James is not impressed. Let's read on. James says, Big Ben is the bell. Well, there's no need to be like that. Oh, I see what you mean. Big Ben is the bell. Now, if it was the size of St. Stephen's Tower, which is also a nickname that I end up using more than you do, um, one of its uh, many other names, that would be more impressive. Ah, I see what you're saying. The aliens are throwing something the size of a large bell in our direction. And it'll burn up when it ding. So you'll hear you'll hear a faint ding. What's that? I don't know, but NASA watched it. Uh, and then thank you very much too. After that well-informed and erudite analysis of the news story, we then go for contrast to Karen in Harold Hill, <laughs> who says, "No, in our luck, it'll land on the only running Woolwich ferry." Well, good point, well made. 
In the papers today, a drug has been developed that could cure COVID and sexually transmitted infections, which is uh, great news, but doesn't help me answer the question about whether I still need to take a mask out with me or not, does it? Um, but that's not the story we want to look at in the news today. I was going to talk about this one. Frank Sinatra was apparently a serial guess the word that comes next no prankster yeah um frank sinatra was a serial prankster who played elaborate tricks on his rat pack pals according to a new book he would do uh pranks such as swapping dean martin's golf balls for ping pong balls that's funny that is funny isn't it i mean whether he'd whether dean martin would actually not detect that as he puts the ball down on a tee but then again the guy'd be drunk so he then put it on the tee and then and it'd just go flying. That'd be funny. However, it also lists one of the other pranks that uh, Frank Sinatra loved to do was dress up as Hitler. I mean, that one seems less humorous. What's what's old Frank doing these days? Oh, is he putting cling film on the toilet? Is he tying people's shoelaces together? No, no, dressed up as uh, leader of the Third Reich. Oh, well, that's well. Mm-hmm. However, it did make me think. I've never been a prankster. I've never really been one for playing a prank. In fact, the reason behind why I'm not into it is shown up in this article where it says, for Frank, pranks were a form of bonding. If he played a fr- if he played a prank on you, it was a sign that you were in with him. Don't give me that utter rubbish oh no i do really nasty things that embarrass you because i like you or maybe like me a bit less honestly so i thought what we could talk about today is pranks any that have been done to you or any classic ones that you do to other people any and it what's your go-to prank if all of a sudden you woke up and found it was april which would be a shock what would be your surprise prank that it'd be a surprise for you as well because it's just turned april but what would you do what's your go-to prank oh one seven oh eight seven four one oh seven five dress up as chairman Mao. probably not one of the things we heard about in the news was uh, the latest in terms of the evacuation of people from Afghanistan. As we heard in the news, let's play the clip. Major General Hank Taylor says it's happening at a rapid rate. Every 39 minutes yesterday, uh, a plane departed uh, Kabul airport. So, you know, our thoughts with anyone who lives near that airport. Imagine you just bought a new place near Kabul airport every 39 minutes. Is that not the main point of that story? Is it not? Which pranks have you ever played? If you've heard of good quality pranks, we mention this because Frank Sinatra was Prank Sinatra. I can't believe the papers didn't go... Hang on, let me double-check the... No, I can't believe they didn't do that obvious pun. Honestly, I'm wasted. If you want me to fill a terrible newspaper for you, I'm, I'm available. But Prank Sinatra, he enjoyed doing pranks to people. That doesn't really fit the Sinatra thing. But he, he's famous for swapping Dean Martin's golf balls for ping-pong balls. Which is a great prank, but it also would be a better prank if you had a friend who played ping pong. It's better that way around, isn't it? Just going for the serve. Oh, my wrist. That would have been a laugh. However, I'm asking, which pranks have you ever heard of or got involved in? Paul gets in touch and says, I once worked with a guy who pulled a prank on his missus. She always got her pants from M&S. He went out and bought more pairs in ever-decreasing sizes and then swapped them out for the ones that she'd washed so that she thought she was piling on the pounds. That is disgraceful. Just hang on, hand me that. Hand me right that down. But no, that's terrible. Oh, dear, Paul. You tell that workmate. Tut, tut, tut. Just seen this pop up on the phone. Global greenhouse gas levels were higher, uh, highest ever in 2020 despite the lockdown. Well, what more could we do then? We didn't leave the house for a year and it still was a problem. 
I'm surprised at that. I would have thought the fact that no one drove anywhere would have helped all the climate change gases. I don't think it helped disposable plastics because do you remember before the lockdown, everyone was like, oh, single-use plastics, single-use plastics. And then that happened and everyone was wearing gloves and masks for a while. So that, that I can see is going to be a problem. Anyway, more on that story as and when. Meanwhile, we're talking about Frank Sinatra, who apparently was quite the one for a jape, who was good at pulling a prank. And now that's made me start to think, maybe he didn't actually have me under his skin. I think he was having me on. Anyway, um, thank you for some of the messages on this. Uh, Philip from Rush Green says, Afternoon, Steve, because I mentioned why did they not go with the headline Prank Sinatra in the paper I looked at. I was listening to Neil this morning, uh, as I do every morning, and he read out Prank Sinatra as the headline. Ah, so one paper's gone with it. Good. Because if that was lying there and not being used, disgraceful. The, the uh, There are very few things that rhyme with Frank, and only a few of them are going to get mentioned on the radio, put it that way. I don't know if he did, but it's up to you. And then also, thank you for this one that comes through from Smudger and Dagenham. Uh, me and my younger brother got some cotton, and we're talking about the pranks that you pulled, and put it across the screen of our parents' new telly that they've just started to rent. I remember renting tellies. Uh, when our mum noticed what she thought was a crack, she went mad for some reason. She screamed at us to tell her who had done it. Until we pulled the cotton off, she realised, uh, and then let out a, a relieved laugh with a few expletives. It is also better than getting a thrashing from our lovely mum. Well, that's one version of the story. I'm glad it panned out that way for you, because Martin got in touch and said, When we were young, me and my brother did the classic trick of leaving the lid loose on the table salt, so that when our father went to put some on his dinner, the lid fell off, ruined his food, and we got a smack. He didn't see the funny side and neither did we. Well, that's what I mean about pranks. Sometimes, if you just think about them for a second, they just don't seem that nice. Kind of, oh, I'm going to do a prank. I'm going to I'm going to leave this salt, the lid. I'm not going to put the lid quite on the thing. Why is that then? Oh, it'll ruin his food. All right. And then what? Well, he'll have to throw it away and go hungry or eat it and get high blood pressure. It's hilarious, isn't it? New research says that in 2020, we had the highest levels of greenhouse gases. Even though there was lockdown, no one was doing anything. They cancelled all the flights and somehow we got greenhouse gases. What? Well, Nick H gets in touch and says, Hi Steve, I spent most of lockdown uh, at home, sitting on the settee, eating delivered takeaway food and drinking beer and coke, so I may well be single-handedly responsible for the rise in greenhouse gases. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah, should have bought you a cork. And then we've been talking about pranks. Frank Sinatra was a pranker. I think that's the phrase. And uh, Jane says, Hi, Steve. When I used to work for Lloyd's Bank many years ago, me and another girl used to open up the branch in the morning and we'd let everyone else in. The bank was on a corner and it had a huge wooden door. And I once wore a Halloween werewolf mask and a hairy hand. And when one of my friends... You've got to be careful. Get hairy hands from uh, being a prankster. Uh, when I was uh, what a, hang on here we are I once wore a hairy hand when one of my friends she was always a bit nervy anyway rang the bell I opened the door hang on if we're talking Halloween stuff I want the wrong music hang on hang on hang on you know it's scarier already isn't it I once wore a Halloween werewolf mask and hairy hand and when one of my friends she was always a bit nervy anyway rang the bell I opened the door on the chain and then put the hairy hand around the door. And when I looked through the crack of the, of the door of my friend's face was an absolute picture. 
She's never forgiven me for this day for scaring her half to death. <laughs> I imagine it wasn't just scared. I imagine she was so scared she may have slightly contributed towards the greenhouse gases. Hello, Steve. Jeff G. Collier Road. Hello there. Uh, I'm just thinking on pranks. I'm just thinking something suitable for the radio. Yeah. And it was uh, Rambolo's was open at the time. My neighbour had a washing machine delivered, which she returned because it had a dent in it. Yeah. She then returned the second one. So I phoned up being a store manager and said, this one you sent back, there's nothing really wrong with it. I've just sold it again. Could you please take your custom elsewhere in future? And she said, I don't like your attitude. So um, can I speak to um, the person above you? So I said, certainly. So with that, um, we waited for the call and I put my wife on. And then she, I went out in the garden and she came out in the garden storming. And she said, you, and, and uh, we went from there. But we're still good friends. Oh, really? Of course, <laughs> Rumble since then has closed down. And in some part, you've got, so you've got some blame there, haven't you? A nudist art show has been unveiled where the visitors are nude. Hmm. Uh, in Belgium, uh, nudists in Belgium will be able to compare their own bodies to the installation. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? You do that in Belgium, it's called art. When I do it, I get banned from Tesco. It just goes to show that life is not fair. Um, uh, you can email on air at time1075.net. Jane says, Afternoon, Steve. How are you well today? Uh, just watching the Red Bull soapbox race on Dave and saw, saw them advertise your programme, Late Night Mash. I know, it's a week from now that we're filming it. So a week on Thursday, a week tomorrow, it'll be on the telly. Oh, I'm nervous. Not eating carbs in a while as well. That was the sound of me swallowing, just thinking about carbs. That's what, um, so uh, Jane says, so I'll have a look when it's on. Would love to hear a bit of SOS band The Finest after 4.30 today, because uh, only because I'll be out of the gym by then, so I'll be able to hear it. You've been in the gym. You've been... Uh, I don't know any gym phrases. You've been benching, is that a thing? How much do you bench? Because it seems the word bench feels like it should mean having a sit-down somewhere, doesn't it? Like, if I go for a walk, I'm like, oh, I could do with a bench. I'm not going to suddenly get on the floor and start lifting stuff using my uh, pecs. Anyway, should do, then I could probably eat some carbs. Beyonce, me, myself and I, it's time 107.5. I saw that Beyonce was trending on Twitter on... This is like Tuesday morning because of the advert that she was in in uh, for Tiffany & Co. with her husband, uh, JZ. And it, it was amazing because that news story, I think, from the point of view of this radio station, broke with Larry's Entertainment News Monday evening. How is it possible that we managed to be ahead of social media when it is barely even a real feature? But there you go. Um, speaking of which, I thought it'd be good to get you up to date with the world of entertainment news. So for more on this, we're joined by my friend what knows about what he's talking about about. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. What have you got for us today? Do you know the famous album by Nirvana? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that album. Some good songs on it. What was it called again? Never mind. I suppose it doesn't matter, but you brought it up. No, that's what it's called. Never mind. If you don't want to talk about it, just say. Do you know what? We could do this all day. So the album called Nevermind, what about it? The baby pictured swimming on its cover is suing. Oh, we heard about this in the actual news. So to seem more legitimate, let's play the clip. A man who featured on Nirvana's iconic Nevermind album cover as a baby is suing the band. Spencer Eldon, seen floating naked underwater in 1991, says he couldn't consent to being pictured. Well, feels like you don't need me, but yeah, that's the story. 
here's what I don't get, right? If he didn't mention it, we wouldn't know it was him because we can't recognise him. You know, he's changed since he was that baby. At least you'd hope he has. And if he hasn't changed since then, you wouldn't draw attention to yourself. Maybe he's suing because they made the water too cold. Yeah, maybe. Listen, thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. A survey in the papers says that a third of people say they make eco-friendly purchases to keep up with the neighbours. Just move. It's like there's a natural thing that happens on radio, that the the later we get, and you start to think, oh no, there's not long left. But we're so far down the list of things I've spotted in the paper. Absolute tut. Absolute worst jokes you can think of. So, here's a story for us, that apparently you can get buried in a coffin made from mushrooms. And you're now on hyper alert, thinking, oh no, he's going to do a fun guy joke. You think that's the pun? And you wouldn't, because the end of the show, you'd look, you'd think that's a terrible, terrible joke, but it is only 22 before he's done, so he might end up doing a fun guy. But no, let's have a look. Green-minded Brits can now be buried in a coffin made from mushrooms. They're made from mycelium, the fungal root of the stem, which breaks down organic matter, so you decompose quicker. Now you're worried, aren't you? Now you're worried about there being a joke about burying Beethoven in one but he'd be a decomposer. No, you see, you've got that to worry about. You've got the fungi one to worry about. Maker's Loop of Life say that the world's first living coffin costs around £1,300, and you can get a solid wood version, which is uh, less than a grand, but this is going to be eco-friendly. And do you know what? I actually think, seriously now, I think it's... No, no, seriously. No, 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 not doing any jokes. Seriously, I think this is a great invention because we are running out of space and cemeteries and... You've got to work out what to do about humans. An ever-growing population gives you this this thing. So, and I actually looked online at one of these coffins, and I, I actually you can you can like do a thing where you look off, you take off the lid like a virtual tour. They take off the lid, and uh, there's not mushroom inside. And you've reached the end of the podcast. Well done, and thank you very much for hanging in there. Hopefully some of it's entertained, amused, distracted. Whichever thing you needed in life, we hope that we give it to you. And uh, here's the plan, then. We'll do more of these. You can get them by subscribing. Wherever you found this would be a good place to do it. And another way around would be keeping an eye on my social media. I tweet about them. To be fair, you're right. I don't Instagram things to do with podcasts very often probably should and tiktok not done that in a while however at mr stephen allen is the username the username you are looking for that was the worst slow move into a a sir alec guinness the i no can't do it no i'd I'd take a bit of practice before i do that one i could probably do a darth vader we got any any cups around here this is a bottle leave him to me i will deal with him myself and now I've steamed up that bottle. Until um, next time, bye.